foot enthusiasts, minimal footwear lovers, or anyone trying to fix your own feet, I'm heading to North Carolina this May to lead a live, in-person, three-day retreat all about feet. I'm going to be at the Art of Living Retreat Center, which is up in the mountains of North Carolina. It's so beautiful there. And are you ready to hear what I'm calling it? The retreat is called Healing Your Soul, a stepwise approach to building forever functional feet. That's so good, right? If you want to learn all about how to take care of the muscles, bones, joints, fascia, and nerves of the feet, and learn how strong feet and ankles relate to sustainable hips and knees, this event is for you. In addition to the classroom and movement time with me, you're on retreat. So there's delicious meals, a nature-rich campus that you can explore on foot, and plenty of time for rest and relaxation, all included. A retreat is a perfect way to care for yourself in the moment, but also in the future. You are coming to learn a massive toolkit of information. So whether you're a competitive runner, a dynamic ager, or a healthcare practitioner, this is a weekend full of movement for you and your feet. And like I said, you're gonna leave with a toolkit and a big swag bag that you can use to train your feet for life. For more information about the movement sessions, the food, the center, head to my website, nutritiousmovement.com slash retreat. That's nutritiousmovement.com slash retreat. This is Katie B, and you are about to listen to an early episode of my podcast. Now the show is called The Move Your DNA Podcast, and you can find all episode transcripts and the show notes to this episode at nutritiousmovement.com slash podcast. Enjoy. It's the Katie Says Podcast, where movement geek Danny Hemmett, that's me, joins biomechanist Katie Bowman. That's, that's me. Sorry. <laughs> so, I was like, who is that? She sounds fascinating. Yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> That's it. I'm calling you biochemist from now on. I know. Okay. Well, it's a dangerous. You're gonna start pulling that when we have like Skype connection, internet connections. I'm outside. Like all these things are different. I was like, it oh, was no. your idea to do it. That's true, but not today. Like anything oh. that didn't happen today is has left my memory. Hilarious. Okay, right. it's the Katie Says podcast where movement geek Danny Hemmett, that's me, joins biomechanist Katie Bowman, that's me author of Move Your DNA for discussions on body mechanics, movement nutrition, natural movement, and how movement can be the solution to modern ailments we all experience. And I fully expect both of those intros to be side by side, by the way. Okay. <laughs> I think that if anything, we're authentic. Auth uh, authenticity, authenticity needs to be upheld. Yes. <laughs> okay. You just got off a tech break. Just give me a quick, how was that? How do you feel? The tech break was amazing. And I am I've I, I entered the social media world yesterday with reluctance, meaning like I had actually cultivated not being on it. It wasn't like anyone. I think anytime you've done any sort of detox, if you will, whether it's sweets or alcohol or social media, there's a phase over which the desire for it maybe fades out a little bit, right? And then and then you're not like as soon as you go off of a healthy, like say you give up sugar. The day you get, go off of it, off of the the fast or the detox, you don't like want to stuff your face with sugar again. Usually the it's like a weaning almost right. more than anything else. Like I have been weaned off social media. So 
I'm kind of playing with the, I don't really want to go back on. I don't, I don't have the need for it. Whatever that need was feeling, I don't have it anymore. But I, but I enjoyed it. So I'm just, I'm creating new boundaries around it. Okay. So that could, maybe that could be its own separate show is, is how do you, how do you create rules or boundaries that gets you the things that you liked about it and not the things that you didn't. Mm, so I'm, I'm working idea. on that. Yeah, I'm working okay. on that right now. That can go in our mission statement show when we talk about yeah. just maybe putting pen to paper for yourself. Well, and yeah, keep notes on that. Think about that because that is good. I, well, clearly I'm going to forget it. So you're supposed well, to. So next time you're I can't start tell you show. how you're feeling, though. I'm doing my own tech break in July, right? Like right now, when people hear this, I'll be on a social media break. Not really a tech break. It's like a social media break. And speaking of tech, I'm recording outside. So if you hear birds and. I hear boots, birds, boots. I hear boots. I hear birds and I hear a rooster. You got a rooster? All those things. We have yeah. all those things. Sounds pretty good on my end. It's not bad. It's not bad. Just so you know, it's like, what's wrong with their sound? Nothing. That's the sound <laughs> of life where I live. So anyway, yes, a busy year. Okay. Yes, you have had a busy year. And I'm not even going to recap it because there's shows about that. But yeah. everyone knows what you've been up to, even the fact that you think you're writing some books that you told me you weren't going to write. But you forgot to tell you forgot to remind me I wasn't <laughs> writing books. You, uh, everything, all my responsibilities are now placed on your shoulders. Excellent. I'll take notes on how you feel and <laughs> keep track of what you're not supposed to be doing. What is out this month, though, and I guess Yay. it came out just recently, like last week, is push things to a new level. Do you feel that way? Do you feel like it's pushed things to the new level? I definitely. Yes. Yeah. So I, mm-hmm. so I guess without any more suspense, we are talking about the <laughs> July issue of Prevention Magazine. <gasps> Prevention. 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 It's a big one. It's a Rodale publication. And interestingly enough, this is also the first time Prevention July 2016, for those of you in the future, it's the first time Prevention has ever been published without ads. So it's Which an, is awesome. Yeah. So it was ad-free, which the New York Times covered it, because the ads were kind of limiting how, what the funding of the ads were limiting what they could say as a health magazine, mm. because most of their funding comes from pharmaceutical ads. So- I guess you were really, you appreciate that a lot, that they went ad-free. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't read magazines usually. Well, no, but I mean. and But I mean, uh, but specifically for, I think, the advertising has been a big, mm-hmm. it's, it seems like it's ramped up. I used to read um, health magazines. There was, a, you know, my early 20s, that was like a big source of inspiration. And I would say an information for me, you know, as a teen. And I, oh, teen beat, you know, a teen beat, notwithstanding, like, who doesn't like a good copy of Tiger Beat? Tiger week, week. Yeah. once a week, but but yeah, I was happy that to be in this almost like, I don't, is it flagship? Might not be the right one, but it's a it's a prominent article in a milestone issue for prevention. So and it's a twelve page. I'd say it's not that's like prominent. It's yeah. prominent, and it's, it's in the centerfold. Hundred words. It's in the centerfold, everybody. So just Katie, so you, you know, made the centerfold. Just so you know. So yeah, so I and and it was a big shoot. They were at my house all day and it's a 2500 word article about nutritious movement. You know, it's not it's big. It's a big idea piece. So yeah, it's kind of a crazy. Crazy is the word that I use a lot just to explain my life and the fact that it's weird to have photographers follow you around all day and it's weird to have people bring clothes 
that you wouldn't normally wear to your house on racks and dress you and yeah. Oh, so, so you had like wardrobe stuff. I going had stylists. On. Oh my yes, gosh. they came from the big city. Oh, okay. Oh, that is yeah. awesome. So it was pretty cool. I posted a couple uh, teaser photos on Instagram. Of, you know, the rack, you know, like, here's the clothing, and Softstar was great. They Rush made me a pair of minimal shoes, right? Because, you know, prevention is conventional, right? which we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. So to present, you know, we can talk about how the making of an article for prevention, how that goes, how do you shape your message. And I think everyone listening is probably pretty familiar with my message now. How do you shape something that can be kind of radical and perhaps a bit extreme? Certainly counterculture in many ways. How do you shape it for prevention, which is kind of the icon of conventional health information? You know what I mean? How do you mm-hmm. do that? Now and, I know. I've done I, it. Yeah. And I've read it and you, I, I just feel like it was totally your message. Like it's almost like you didn't have to shape it. You did a good job if that's what you did, because everything is just you. I mean, here's what I think is most awesome about it is that there's a lot of people that read prevention, like total with online and their apps and everything and paper copies. They've got like 8 million. I know it's huge readers. And that is the ninth largest monthly consumer magazine in the United States. And you're there like sitting on the floor and hanging on monkey bars and carrying a watermelon. They made you carry a watermelon. I had to carry the watermelon for like 12 minutes. It's like, okay, now, and you had to carry it in the same way. Okay, now walk in, like you just got home from the grocery store. And I was like, I'm not going to fake carry groceries because the, my our family's biggest pet peeve is in movies. And I'm sorry, I'm going to break the glass for you right now, people. When you watch a movie and people are carrying cups of Starbucks, they are empty. It's a bunch of actors flinging around a four-person tray filled with empty Starbucks cups. I was like, you can't give them actual weight of fluid? No, they don't want to drop. I mean, they're like waving it around like it's nothing. So I I refused. So I actually loaded up my own grocery bag with my grocery load, walked up and down the street, and then walked into my house. Thank you for 12, that. For 12 minutes. Again, with authenticity. Thank you for that. Well, uh, it's also like total fake, right? Like because I didn't actually go grocery shopping. So that it was, drives like, fake me authentic. crazy too when when they're carrying the bag of groceries in the movie and like all the celery sticking out of the top and they got it in one hand and they got their thing in the other hand and they set it down on the counter and it's like, there's no way that bag would be loaded with real groceries if you did that. It's a styrofoam thing in the bottom with celery sticking out of the top. I know. I know. I'm, so I'm that's, glad we talked about this. Well, uh, you need to know behind the scenes. The behind yeah. the scenes are important. So, so yeah, carrying a watermelon, walking across what my yeah, my river my infamous foyer. my infamous yeah. foyer, which everyone is like, oh my gosh. I'm like, that is just because we are cheap and too lazy, and we just go, we'll just put rocks here, and it's awesome. <laughs> it looks awesome, and it has apparently made it into two major national publications. So go with it, people. Go with I, it. I have touched those rocks with my hands, people, when I was sitting on the floor. She did. She walked in on her hands. And, and I'll tell you right now, <laughs> they're just rocks. They're just, just rocks. They put their pants on one leg at a time, just like you do. So okay. anyway, this is the largest and most, I think, most mainstream audience that your work has ever been presented to, unless I'm totally off base here. Well... I would, yeah, I wouldn't call Joe Rogan's audience mainstream. Right, they're a niche. So yeah, it would be. Right. It's it's it is definitely the coolest thing was people who are I would say more entrenched in this type of information, like this this you know, like this information about movement. Maybe even it's about. I mean, I have regular discussions. I take so much for granted that people think that 
whole foods are a healthier version than processed food. Like I, I just take all of that for granted because I live in kind of a health bubble, but that's not the mainstream understanding. So to have people like us who are, you know, do what we do and are kind of online go, my mom just called me because she got her issue of prevention <laughs> and is like, this, she's, oh, this is what you're talking about. I get it now. Like that, that the information has to almost come through a mainstream source. Cause it if not, does. yeah, it's weird. It does. Like my mom, every time I was like, Hey, you know, have you subscribed to my podcast yet or whatever? And she's like, what is it called again? What do you, you know, I've been doing it for two years. <laughs> but then yesterday I was talking to her on the phone and she's like, what's going on? And I said, well, this is pretty big. And I told her about prevention and immediately she's like, Oh, prevention. Right. Oh yeah. Now she'll remember the name of that podcast. When you did the good housekeeping thing, that was back in February. Mm-hmm. That was super cool. It was. And, and that was, was just sing- one page. I know. I know. Did you notice like an uptick in subscribers on your social media or like more people writing you or saying, hey, who are you? I've never heard of you. I mean. Well, I don't. So it's it's only been out for about a week. And no, but like not this, but the good housekeeping one. I'm sorry. Oh, I should have clarified. You Did you notice a, a change in that? I don't know. It's really hard to it's hard to say because I don't. I really don't obsess over numbers. I am a little bit removed in that people can't, you know, they're not directly emailing me. You know, it's not like, dear Katie, I don't have like an, my email on my websites because there's just too many people outreaching. So there's there's a multiple people that are intercepting and maybe answering questions on my behalf sometimes, or they're just going to the website. Like I don't, I don't even really track the business of my site. Like I am so. While I, I think I would have the appearance of a successful entrepreneur, that's all the byproduct of me just doing what I really like to do, which is teach certain information. The fact that it's successful in a business model is secondary. Like it's nothing that I spend really any time working on. So in that regard, I have no idea where I interact with people most is on social media. And I do remember on Facebook a couple people going, I just, I just saw you in good house. She, one lady, she said she was standing in line at the grocery store, had just picked up. This is the power of social media and handheld technology. She picked up good housekeeping. I happened to be on the last main page, a single page, full article. And she Googled me from that page and she left a message for me on Facebook going, I'm buying the issue and I'm all in, you know, like I can't wait to learn all about this and this feels right to me. I mean, in two minutes of something, it just resonated with her. So I always figure, I sat next to a guy one time who was the vice president of some business school. It wasn't Wharton. I don't think it was Harvard. So whatever, it was like in the top three though. So it, and he was, we had this very long conversation on our way to Boston, which seems like a sequitur, non sequitur, but it stick with me. <laughs> he was saying that, and he, he was interested in what I do because they're interested in all the time just gathering information. And he was like, oh, that's interesting. Like to me, it's mind-blowing, revolutionary, amazing stuff. But I again, I live in a bubble that's on the edge of another bubble, you know, and it's just my tiny world and what I do. So, of course, it's inflated quite a bit in its importance. To him, he thought it was fascinating, but health isn't his thing. And he was like, it's so interesting. You can have something that's an amazing solution to, like, the world's problems or whatever. He's like, but if you explained it, 
to the world to say the world is this airplane. He's like, one third of the people are going to be like, yeah, that's amazing. One third of the people are going to hate what you have to say. Just no, it doesn't matter what you say. One third is always going to be disgruntled or hate it, like have really strong negative feelings. And one third is going to be indifferent. So it's interesting. It was. And I found and so that was his just explanation of 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 life. Like he of course his world was business, right? Everything was through this business bubble and how people take new ideas. And at that time I was really interested in a paradigm. I wanted to I actually was thinking of going to business school for the purpose of I wanted to have a concrete understanding of what a paradigm was. Cause I was like, how can you dismantle a paradigm if you don't know it's anatomy. So I was really interested and this was, I don't know, maybe six or seven years ago of the anatomy of a paradigm. And it might be something that I revisit later on, but in the end I was like, that's not my responsibility to know the anatomy of a paradigm. I could teach the pelvic list and be okay. (laughs) So I often get a little lofty and then go back to what I do best, which is teach movement. But so that was a long way to say, I don't know. I assume, I assume that more people heard about it and came as big as maybe my life and our podcast a million downloads seems in the big scope of things it's pretty small I'm standing in my backyard right now I live just a regular life I have stones in my foyer but that's really about it you carry real real watermelons and that's good enough I do I do they didn't hollow out that watermelon they did yeah like like blow it out like an egg yeah like an egg make it lighter So, yeah, I don't know. And um, I don't know about this one either, like prevention. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll just be really interesting to see because that is a more people that pick up good housekeeping. They're not just all about their health, right? They're about all sorts. They're about good housekeeping. But this is like specifically, you know, for health. I don't know. When did they contact you? Prevention. Oh, gosh. I mean, was this a long time in the making? Months or? ago. Yeah. You know, magazines are long lead. So anything that you see in a magazine has been worked on for three or four months, minimum, minimum. Mm-hmm. And that article went through many rewrites. They initially contacted me. They're like, we want something sciencey and amazing. And at the end, they're like, too hard to understand, like too technical. <laughs> and the woman who does like a lot of my publicity and stuff, she was like, just... The people going, she's like, the health mindset, you know, are like people really looking for a low-fat smoothie. Like, that's the level. They're not expecting, you know, something highly technical. You know, it's not like listening to the Rob Wolf podcast, right, where you're getting, like, into super technical chemicals and compounds and health at that level. It's really like, oh, move more. That's interesting. I never thought of that, you know. So, yeah, they, they took me down many times at the knees. They're like, tackle, you got to get take that out. Tackle, no, you got to write, no, hold on. We want a story. Tell your story. So it is, it's nothing that I really feel, I don't like writing about myself. I like writing about mechanotransduction or whatever. So to be like, here's my, I just, I'm not, I don't do that naturally, but they have got great editors. And so they. Yeah, it turned out really nice. Well, In fact, see, I almost yeah. thought that you told, you know, that they were writing it as like an as told to well technically i mean so much of it i mean they really they really they fluffed it up a little bit and it's hard because i'm in this weird place in the media now where i get attacked criticized often and i shouldn't say often but it's happened enough where people are like well that's inaccurate i'm like well like i could i could write super technically all of the time and as accurately as possible but no one would understand it so it loses its value of application and being and becomes very jargon heavy and 
exclusive to the few people who aren't really intending to use it anyway. You know what I mean? And so because I think that way and I've gone that way and I'm like, oh, well, I want to be as technically accurate as possible. You end up leaving most people behind. So it's a it's a line that I walk all of the time to go, how can I make this accessible and as correct as possible without going, well, you know what I just did here, I had to simplify it a little bit. And, you know, when you simplify it, you make it a little, you make it a little less accurate, but you know, where do you, where do you go? Do you, it's like talking with your children, you know, like how technical do you want to be with your kids? Do you want them to come with you on learning it on a learning path? Or do you want to just be like, sorry, you don't know the words that I'm talking about. You should have thought about that before you decided not to learn these words. And it's like, so it's kind of an elitist perspective. So I, I try to stay jargon free, but this was a whole different step of going, you're still jargony. And I was like, really? I thought I was not jargony, but you can read it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure there'll be an online version for those of you who don't want to get the magazine. I'm sure they'll print it online here shortly and we can share the link in the show notes when that comes out. Awesome. So months ago, I remember that you asked me that question months ago. And they knew they were going ad-free. They knew it was going to be their first ad-free. And it was almost like they could finally ask me to come contribute now that it was ad-free, where I had maybe had some red flags against me. With <laughs> We don't really like what you – like their, our advertisers might not like your message about, you know. Being able to treat your ailments. You know, uh, to take care yeah. of your own health so that you might not need these technologies later on. Mm. So who knows? I hope they stay with that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's really cool. That's – all it means is, you know, in the end, it means that you pay more for the magazine. Because Yeah, of- but it's just kind of like, you know, we don't do TV, TV, mm-hmm. but I subscribe to Hulu because then I can watch shows when I want to watch them and whatever. But I pay the extra $5 for no commercials because sure. for me, that's it's so worth, worth my time sure, in is. life and it my is. brain. I'm happy to pay more for a magazine that I don't feel is like having to represent its advertisers as much. It's really cool. Yeah. Okay. Are you playing a video game? Me? No, I was you playing Asteroids while we're recording this? Are we recording this in 1987? Pong. Boop. 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 Okay. You are, there's five movement vitamins, right? Or corrective exercises. And for me to see that, that's like, Seeing that, along with you talking about the shift in the article from exercise to movement in the pages of such a widely read magazine, it's kind of like, I know you haven't read the Harry Potter things yet, right? No. Okay. Well, everybody else has, except for you. And (laughs) I feel like this magical world, you know, of being able to take care of your health and everything is being exposed to the muggles. And those are people that are not wizards, but... It's like a good thing because in the book, the wizards want to keep their magical world hidden from the muggles. They don't want to freak anybody out. But I feel like the muggles now get to know this stuff because everyone can do Wingardium Leviosa. You know, we don't have to hide this. Like everyone that will read the magazine, you know, maybe one or three, I guess, out of 10 people, according to your business buddy on the way to Boston, will be like, oh, and I... That's the most exciting part about this this article for me. I mean, I love that you've got 12 pages and you carry a watermelon, but it's that <laughs> there will be people that get to be exposed to this that just may not come across that in the channels that they are in normally. 
Yeah, you know, and I I had to get convinced a lot to do different. You know, I'm like a a non-PR kind of person. I just like my quiet life and writing books and 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 then posting a bajillion photos to Instagram. But I have to be convinced to do PR a lot and the woman who does my PR, Melissa, she's she's amazing and she she was like, you know, she struggled for a long time with different health needs for her family and she was limited to the traditional channels of information and she was like I had to bust my butt to try to get anyone to tell me anything that was different you know she was like I you know it was hard for me it it was stressful and so to have someone like you lay it out pretty easily in these mass media platforms which you don't always want to do it just it means it easier for people who are seeking the information. You know, you're not doing PR to try to convince someone to do something that they didn't want to already do. What you're trying to do is put out information for the person who is trying to find it and is expending all of this energy and stress. So you're just making it easier for them. And so that was a good framing for me. I was like, okay, I understand that. So something else for for people like you who are doing this. And I mean, you're teaching these corrective exercises to other people. There's a lot of restorative exercise specialists out there trying to teach these exercises to people. There's just not a lot of people maybe seeking them out yet. But what I also learned from a different kind of businessy type person was that everyone needs to see things three times before they take action. Meaning that even if you read this, yeah, that it's Mm. not, it's not like you go to one thing and going, wow, that was amazing. I'm in very rarely. Does that happen? You usually, you see something in a magazine, someone else mentions someone's name. And when you've been exposed to it three times, you're more, that that's what it takes. It's almost like a slow acquisition of data that you're doing that you don't even realize you're doing. So for me, this was, and for everyone out, else out there, especially you guys who are, you know, trying to teach this, we just dropped a million exposures. You know what I mean? Like we got one of them out of the way and it was in this really light Looking for my berry smoothie recipe, like, oh, that's interesting. So the next time they hear about it, they'll have a familiarity with it, and they won't even remember really the article. Like, the article stands out to us because it's people that you know and it's concepts that you know. But for everyone else, they're going to skim it, and they'll be like, oh, that's interesting. But the next time they happen to watch, you know, some news station that I'm on, you know, and talking about high heels or if they're at Barnes & Noble and they see – nutritious movement the book or they go to their physical therapist who says you might want to consider this or go check out these blogs those are the those are the subsequent exposures and that's what it takes and so that's what this really is for me I would say is it did a lot of work the magazine has legs now and will go out and be an exposure point for a lot of people that otherwise wouldn't have been exposed that's cool and I don't know what Wingardium Levosa is what is that it's Leviosa. Oh, I'm sorry. You'll just, you're going to have to get I'm a muggle. To, I'm a muggle, you're, right? Am you're I still muggle a muggle, but you won't. Pretty soon you won't be once you start reading that to your kids. They got to get a little older, I think, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Give us a little bit of the backstage thing. You had a wardrobe. They didn't blow out the watermelon. They didn't blow out the watermelon. I had, had, had to clean my house. I was like, this is twice. This is twice. I've had to deep clean this house because they're photographing twice in, twice in half a year. Twice oh, in, my twice God. Twice in six months. It's oh. huge. You know what life is like with small kids. And like oh, I'm, yeah. And we live, we're barefooted. Like the things are dirty. Like it's not, you know, we have a dirty 
house. We have a dirt-filled house. I wouldn't say that it's dirty, but it's not it's not magazine quality. You know, and my and my house is old. You know, I've got this old kitchen which when you look in the magazine, I was like, "Oh, it's not it looks charming, right? It's turquoise. The colors are bright and everything. But, like, you can see this. I mean, my floors are easily 45 years old in the kitchen. It's just mm. old linoleum, and we haven't redone the kitchen. It's just, old. it's just old. But, again, it was authentic. I didn't wear makeup for the photo shoot. I didn't have my hair done. Oh, I was going to ask you that. They didn't No, know. No. You look awesome. Well, thanks to my, my skincare regime, right? Like, that was... Like I, I was just like, you know, and I deal with this a lot. You know, you're when you again, when you're out in front of everybody, like you're just like, oh, gosh, I wish I could just look a little bit better. But I also am OK now with this is who I am. And there's nothing wrong with who I am. There's nothing wrong with an old house. Like it's just you're, it's just like you go right into the insecurities of really what drives so much of the stuff we're trying to move away from. Right. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not. I'm not good enough is essentially, you can call it what you want, but it's I'm not good enough over and over and over again. And so I'm good enough. I really am. And so I own it, you know, and then it comes out and you're like, oh my gosh, I should have like done my hair or cut my hair. But I was like, why? Why? There's, there's very little, I feel the same way about childbirth. You know, there's so little example of the different ways that you can select to do it, you know, like if you look at the media, and we're talking about like maybe you can find anything on YouTube, but if you go to like mass media portrayals, I don't know, maybe the last 300 things that I watched where a baby is being born, whether it's a movie or a TV show, it's just the same way, right? Someone starts going, oh God, it hurts, it hurts. And then like rush to the hospital and then like fix it, you know, there's not, there's no real good examples of what a different way looks like. And I was like, well, how many health magazines are you going to pop open and see a woman unphotoshopped at 40 years old in her old house (laughs) with no makeup and no hair? I mean, the clothes were new and, and really not anything like that I would normally wear. So like they did that because they, they've got, you know, a certain, I was like, fine. You know, I was like, I I am going to wear minimal shoes. Like I won't wear regular shoes and I'll, I'll need to be barefoot the bulk of the time. And they were fine with that. And Soft Star, again, was, like, awesome in, in making me basically watermelon shoes. Yeah, those were cute. They were so cute. Super and cute. I even – and I, and I like, I, I don't take free stuff, just in case any of you are wondering. And so I sent them the check for it, and they sent the check back. So that's, like, the – I've gotten a free pair of shoes now. But I tried to pay them, and they re, yeah. they mailed the check back to me. So I just want to say, like, I don't endorse anything. I don't take free – like, this is not my jam. <laughs> um, watermelon jam sounds good. Watermelon they make jam. watermelon jam anyway. Well, and just like a, another little side bit, you know, you're talking about it's authentic and you weren't photoshopped and everything, but that kind of goes to show everybody that it's there's there can be so much influence by how something is photographed, sure. you know, because everything looks awesome, and and well, it's just you. how you are. It's like when I first went to your house, I had seen it in with the pictures from Good Housekeeping. I assumed it was much bigger. You know, I'm like, no, but I'm like, it's like, oh, it's just, it's a, it's a cottage. It's a tiny old farmhouse. You live in a little cottage and, and it kind of was like, oh, 
wow, you know, really anything can be influenced. I mean, all I have to do is look on a real estate website where they're selling a house. And you're like, geez, that room is huge. You get, and that, you go scope, to the house you get and, that scope camera going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, it's a, I, I mean, that kind of, that frees everybody up, really, if you are worried about how something looks or whatever, because it just is what it is. And, of course, anything Photoshopped is going to look awesome, yeah. period. I think you look good. It's just unrealistic. Hello, yes. Rooster. It's just kind of unrealistic. I live in a tiny house. I live in a old house. I drive old cars that I never paid more than $5,000 for. Like, I I try to embody. I mean, I don't try. Like, I, I embody the message, you know. And the reason we do all these things is because I don't want to sacrifice my work time or my movement mm-hmm. time and these other things that I've prioritized. So I've made a lot of changes in my life. And anyway, prevention. prevention. That's me. You're going to see me. You are going to see me in prevention for sure. What was your, well, pick one favorite thing about the feature. Oh gosh. Whether it's a picture or something you said or whatever. That's a good, that's a good question. As far as but the moment that I guess, Seeing it tied together in a piece is kind of like when an actor says, I never watch my movies. You know, I didn't really, I looked at the piece, which was great, but I didn't really pour over it because I got to live it. And so my favorite part of the photo shoot was after they shot the house and the indoor stuff, they wanted to shoot some outside stuff. And, and I was like, well, there's this, there's this river. We live, you know, close to the river. I'm like, we can just walk down here. And they didn't want to walk. They're like, well, we can drive. And so they've got... The two sty- the stylist and her assistant, the photographer and his assistant, in this huge van, and, and they don't want to walk. And I'm like in bare feet in a tank top, and we shot it a, a few months ago, so it was colder, but I'm fine with temperature. Like it was just a, it was a juxtaposition of me. Mm-hmm. They were here to almost photograph like an animal. <laughs> like it's how I felt. <laughs> I didn't feel like a model. I felt like an animal. I'm in bare feet. I'm like like running on the rocks and across the log and like the like the stylist she was like oh my god she was like I I could never do that you know like just it was so weird to be with your peers in one sense and yet not be with your peers right, at all trippy. in another sense so I felt I felt like a foreigner a fo- not even a foreigner I felt like a different species for that for this period of when, you know, they had me walk across the log and squat on the log and I was pretty high, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I mean, it wasn't, I wasn't going to die if I fell off, but I just think they were, just, it was just like, wow, I think I'd be too scared to do that. They all had like thick shoes. On. It was just, that was my favorite moment of, that's pretty cool of going, wow, this is what's happening. This, this is a moment of, of, of similar of, this is what my life feels like to other people. And so that was interesting. I don't get that a lot. That's an awesome snapshot. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good to explore other cultures, even if it means just hanging out with people who don't have the same exact life furniture lifestyle as you. Right? I'm the furniture free freak. Yeah. What's your favorite? What's my favorite? I have a sentence that was my favorite. Okay. (laughs) Nerd. You know. (laughs) (laughs) End quote. One one sentence. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to read it too. While very few of us have the luxury or the desire to devote a large part of our day to exercise, we're capable of moving and repositioning our bodies in small but powerful ways 100% of our waking hours. That's something that you've said a gazillion times to your followers and students and readers and listeners. 
but it's possibly the first time that many or maybe all of these prevention readers will be offered that different paradigm about movement. And for me, that's like the, the geeky, exciting part is to think about what kind of thought process might that spark in, in people when they read that and what that might open up for them in their lives and their health and the way that they move through the world. That's super exciting. Like a little bit of drool came out of my mouth when I read it because <laughs> I was, as it's like mouth breathing and happy and excited. Well, for me, that sentence, I have a, I remember that sentence in the editing process because they had edited it to say, well, very few of us have the desire to devote a large part of our day to exercise. And, you know, editing, it's such a technical, you have to think of every word. And I was like, I don't think, I don't think it's the case that people don't have the desire. Maybe the person writing those, picking that term desire did, but I feel like I think what's happening more is that we don't have the luxury. I think if you asked most people what they wish they could have more time for, a lot of people would say exercise or self-care or going outside mm-hmm. or taking a walk, that that the desire is actually there. And I didn't want this sentence reinforcing that people don't really want to. I said the problem is people don't have the luxury to. They don't have the privilege to. They don't have the income to be able to. Or they don't have the cultural permission to. So I put all of that in in luxury. Like it's it's a very luxurious position. Freedom is, you know, pretty luxurious. So that was an edit. That was one edit that probably flies under the radar, but was so powerful to me because I'm like, words are so important. And I'm just really tuning in to how we keep telling people in magazines and newspapers not. We talked about Mm -hmm. it, sedentary culture. We keep saying, you don't want to move. You don't, you can't move. You don't need to move. That we just keep choosing to to highlight the okayness or the common state of being sedentary and i think we're missing what the real issue is so anyway that's probably that's a different nerdy comment we're both nerds <laughs> i love it and i love that that you fought for that and that you got that word in there because you used to annoy me so much when you talk about <laughs> how words matter and you know I would just like roll my eyes like, oh my gosh, okay, with the semantics. But now it's all I can think about. Yeah. Words, because it's true. Yeah. It's true. You were right. I apologize for any eye rolls that you never saw because we're recording in different rooms because <laughs> it's it makes well, such a big difference. It is. And I feel like it almost needs to start with words first because we're using language to keep ourselves sedentary without realizing it. Mm-hmm. And so... We can spend we can spend a lot of words telling people to move more, but if we're using language that it, it's like at the same time you're telling someone to move and stop, move and stop, move and right. stop, huh. and 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 so I found that actually by going through language first, that's where the permission comes from because someone's not going to move if they in their mind are constantly repeating a sedentary message. So I'm not doing it to be a pain in the butt. I'm doing it because I actually think that it precedes better movement. Cool. I think it actually facilitates the goal. It does. You know, that, that everyone has stated. So, thank, anyway, thank you I'm for sorry to be a pain out. in the. So. I'm a jerk. It's true. I have one more question. This might be kind of a stupid question, but I'm going to ask. Define stupid. <laughs> what do you mean by stupid? Rolling my eyes. <laughs> All right, go ahead. What do you hope will happen for people that read the article? Oh, that's a good question. Is it? 
That's a great question. What do I hope? I, I ha- See, I've never, I don't think in those terms. What When I did it, I just had the intention of putting it out there and what may be, may be. But if I could go back and go, okay, like someone's going to pick this up and read it. It would be really cool if someone would just be like, so like, I guess the gist of the article is you might be exercising, but you might not be moving all that much. And your movement might not be nourishing you fully that there's like a, you know, lots of different foods that you eat that you might be eating the equivalent of moving the equivalent of like a steak, but not really much other types of movements that would make a well-rounded diet. So I think the first thing would be for someone to consider how much they don't move. Like that would be the first step, like way before you go and jump up and investigate something on the Internet would be like. Oh, that's like looking around going, oh, yeah, I guess I do sit a lot. You know, like that's a a big, huge aha moment for a lot of people. And then maybe to try the exercises. There's five exercises in there. Be really cool if they just tried them, because if they tried them, that feeling would, I think, fuel them wanting more, more of the correctives. Right. So. I have like different layers of information. I, I, the correctives are re- really where I think everyone should start. But I think a lot of people jump in really to like the natural movement, the broader categories. Like I'm going to start walking and I'm going to start wearing minimal shoes. And they haven't really even explored the correctives yet. But the co- the correctives are where the mobilization of a lot of the sedentary parts come from. So I hope they go there. And then, I don't know, maybe that they talk about it with their friends and ask their friends what they think and read a couple articles and maybe see if there's a a class or a teacher nearby, you know, by looking online. That would be my hope is that they just consider. I, my hope is that they consider the idea. Mm-hmm. And then the next hope is that they explore it more deeply. That's awesome. And then read Move Your DNA. Yeah. <laughs> Best book ever. <laughs> At least about that. This is going to be on the newsstands like through what mid-july is it a bi-monthly or is it monthly no it's a monthly magazine but monthly magazines tend to come out ironically two weeks before because they go to the subscribers first so you said did you have any there you couldn't find one in bold i I couldn't find one in the two places that i looked i'm going out again this morning to look you're like i couldn't find one under my pillow i've just been walking around and one is not appeared anything and you weren't a muggle i could say an owl didn't deliver it but yeah i don't know what you're talking about I, i gotta search more places but what was I going to say? Yeah, so this will probably be on the stands through mid-July, I'm assuming. Yeah, I guess that's when the Cause, cause then they'd switch August over issue to comes August. out. Yeah, I so, I so go and go and grab it. Woo-woo! Yeah. It's so kind of exciting. fun. It's kind of fun. I'm proud of you. I'm just proud that you get to... I mean, I know you're just doing what you do, carrying mm-hmm. watermelons and whatnot, but I just feel excited that more people might be exposed to this kind of thought. Like you and said, just to consider. Yeah, consider it. And that's that's really why I do this type of PR, I think, is because I think it it supports those of you who are living it and are feeling resistance in your regular lives because of it. You know, it's almost like it's the way that I can contribute to making the ideas less radical, mm-hmm. right? Going in, like, it is automatically less radical now which is crazy to think about that that a magazine or a publication, I mean, it's the power of words and it's always been the power of publications, right? For, right. There's a lot for, to do with cultural shift through through media. and through Cultures are yeah. definitely shaped. I mean, we all learned about it in 
elementary school, right, where you're, you know, how newspaper headlines were used to get people to behave in particular ways. And I don't think that that's gone away. We're just, we learn about it in school, like it's something that used to happen. Like this was how people used to go happen in the, you know, in the 20s. They were just so gullible or whatever, you know, but but instead of saying this is how it works, like you just, you're shaped by information. Mm -hmm. So to get to throw a little bit of information out there that's different than what's always out there just i think allows everyone to be more informed and make choices yeah better you know it's true well very exciting stuff yeah well thanks yeah i'll do you want me to send you a copy i can send you a copy does everyone <laughs> only, out there only, want me to send you a copy I'll, I'll look and look and look and then i'll bug you if i can't find okay. one there's there's okay. oh, there's a big enough place i'll find one and, you know, you can let Foghorn Leghorn know that I enjoyed his <laughs> interjections throughout. Now, where is he? Now that we're closing out, where is he to do the, where the are outro? They? You say he like oh, I have, you have one more than one rooster of five. What? I have five. Are you we insane? Have, I we have a lot of roosters and I get them from my sister as peeps. And with their mom. And so we don't know what they are. And so we so the first one group came and. We have totally free-range, wild-ish chickens. They put themselves to bed if they wish. They slip up in trees. They're pretty. Mm-hmm. They're pretty wild. Um, they're not wild at all. Like my my daughter walks roosters around in her arms. But I should say that they're very. Uh, they're physically capable, meaning they can sprint and they outrun predators all the time. And we haven't had to deal with loss of chickens, so we just have a whole lot of roosters. I don't know. I don't know why we happen to be so fortunate. Are we fortunate or do we have super strong chickens? Maybe it's because you have the roosters. I don't know. Yes. I mean, who knows? So it's a a flock of roosters. It's not that fun for the two hens. They're getting kind of overworked, if you know what I mean. And so like, we have to, like, I'm constantly out there having discussions with the roosters. Like, okay, guys, come on, come on. And uh, it's a... It's a it's a pecking order. It's a, ah! I mean, there's so many chick there's so many chicken puns I can do right now. But if you have chickens, you, you just know. Yeah, them. you live. The now pun. we've got babies. I have babies. We have uh, two babies from one mama and this other mama. Um, we got her to adopt three other babies because the other mom had abandoned them, and so it just looks like one of the two babies is a rooster, and it looks like the three other babies are roosters. So I feel like. I don't know what's going to happen. Mm. I feel like it's going to be a noisy podcast going forward. Yeah. Or some good some good eating in the winter. Yes. All well, right. okay, let's not belabor the chicken stories. Just no, let's not. Let's thanks, go. thanks so to you, Danny, for hopefully, I hope people enjoyed this breakdown of prevention. It's nice to know behind the scenes a little bit. It is. And what's going on. And thanks to you guys for listening. For more information, books, online classes, et cetera, you can find Katie Bowman. That's me at nutritiousmovement.com. And you can learn more about. Really? Did you forget my name? <laughs> no, you're supposed to fill it in. You're supposed to fill it in. Oh, me. Okay. Let's try this again. You can learn more about. Danny Hammett. Move- Movement Warrior. No. <laughs> just say your name. God, it's like. <sighs> I wish I were a celebrity and I could think smarter. You can learn more about Danny Hemmett slow on the uptake <laughs> at moveyourbodybetter.com. Bye. We hope you find the general information on biomechanics, movement, and alignment informative and helpful, but it is not intended to replace medical advice and shouldn't be used as such. 